Society podcast episode 19. I am your usual co-host Paul and as always I am with your other co-host Fabian. Hello Fabian. Hello Paul. <laughs> and today uh, we are not alone. Uh, we have the breakless cycling crew. Well part of it. Hey yeah it's Kirby and uh, yes. Gonzi. Hi. Hi guys. Hello. Hey. Uh, so yeah, today is like a relaxed episode with uh, so Fix Kirby and FPV Gonzi. You might know them on Instagram from the Breakless Cycling Crew. But if you want to hear more about the workflow of last episode and how I almost lost every files, expensive tires. Yes, we talked about that again. And what to eat late at night in Hamburg. Then you should definitely listen to the pre-show. You can access the extended conversation at patreon.com slash podcast, but more on that later. But yeah, do you guys want to introduce yourself real quick? Yeah, I'm FPV Gonzi, my name's Nils, and I usually do the drone shots and the editing for Breakless Cycling. Yeah, I'm um, Tyron Kirby, and I'm founder and writer and good friend of Nils, the drone pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you guys are like the dynamic duo, right? Always in the, in the videos, one guy cycling, one guy drone shots. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like the, the crazy guy and he's the nerd. So that's how it works. <laughs> you always need a nerd on your side. <laughs> <laughs> but he can be crazy too. Always have to watch out. Uh, yeah, so how did you guys meet and, and create the, the Breakless Cycling Crew? Um, we, we met uh, back in Wiesbaden in Hessen. Um, and we were both moving to Hamburg and, and know from each other through a friend. So when we moved here, we met up and it just kind of happened. Yeah, he had his drone and we had this idea to just follow me while I'm riding and then the ideas just became crazier um yeah. people started to jump on jump on the bus and and join us and a little team formed and that's just how it started it was it was very natural it just came together it was it wasn't nothing was planned it just happened mm. we I didn't get up and say yo I want to do this I just got up we met and it just happened yeah no no Sometimes people write us over Instagram and then ask, and, and write like like we're a, a, a corporation or something, or two professionals <laughs> that that are making money <laughs> off of this, or just two 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 guys doing dudes. their thing. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dear Mister yeah. Breakless Cycling, we have a proposal. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so now as you said you're both in in hamburg now and the breakless cycling crew is in hamburg um so al al although we mentioned this in the pre-show uh, how is the scene over there for for cycling or, or fixed gear cycling in, in particular um th there's there's a little scene over here not as much as i thought it was before i moved up here but but there's some people um it, it could be more though so we're we're working on it <laughs> And yeah. um, there, there's a lot that happened throughout the last year, though, uh, I can say. 
And um, I think it's like a, a little, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say wave, but it's like you just bring one stone, rolls, and, and tips the other one. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So like how many how many riders would you say there is in in the crew actually in in the breakless uh, uh crew there's like about five or six people we just um filmed with and people that just like to hang out mm -hmm. with us and 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 do gnarly stuff uh it's not really we don't really pick people it's just if you if you feel like doing it if you're interested in doing it just come by and ride with us and we'll make a dope clip with you <laughs> like or try to <laughs> or, yeah it's not just about about fixed gear we also make clips with um downhill biking and really guys so it's just everything having to do with um cycling pretty much yeah that's cool I feel like if you do anything with with the first person drone shots can be cool then. <laughs> <laughs> like mom going to the supermarket on her bike yeah. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> so cool <laughs> yeah yeah just la landing into her basket you know? <laughs> um i think a few like two months ago we spoke with rob from fix berlin and he mentioned about the he mentioned the police like the polizei in berlin and how they check for brakes and and they they want reflectors in the wheels and all these regulations is that is that like something you have to think about in hamburg or no <clears throat> not Does not really i think okay because there are not many fixed gear riders mm. that's maybe the good part about it <laughs> so there's yeah. no no awareness people don't even know what they're looking at when when you guys ride through the streets with with the brakeless bikes yeah <laughs> often often it's just because there's no light on the bike um But I haven't had a, a police officer recognize my bike as a as a brakeless bike. <laughs> yeah, and that's like the, one of like the silver lining then that there's not many brakeless fixed gear riders in in Hamburg. But not yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. I feel like with COVID and everything, everyone's getting kind of interested in cycling, yeah, wherever it is. So that's yeah. a bonus. Yeah, working in a bike shop, you can really feel like people not not going on vacation, just taking the money and buying bikes with it. <laughs> What was happening? Yeah, like the the bike industry absolutely went nuts because of COVID and everything. And yeah, just people are just buying bikes, man, nonstop. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's great though. Good as long as they're riding, yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's not just about buying; it's yeah. about riding. You know, going out, enjoying nature and stuff. I feel that in like I don't know, like five years, a ton of people are gonna find like old bikes that were brand new into the garage and sell it for like <laughs> a little amount of money, and like the secondhand market is gonna blow up in like a few years. <laughs> Um, last episode, we talked about, uh, the fact that there were a lot of new medias into the fixed gear scene, mainly like because of people like Terry Barnson, who started doing the hotlines and like the fixed gear Berlin crew, they, they're releasing like edits every, I don't know, like three months, but 
the the FPV drone shot. It's like a first. I've never seen that before. I think it's like an absolute first into the FixU world. Where the the idea uh, came from? Um, basically from COVID too. Um, because I thought I need like a new um, hobby, and then I bought like maybe half one and a half year ago years ago my first drone. And I practiced a lot, and then I went to Hamburg, and I met Fix Kirby, and was like, "Hey, let's just do try some filming without any goal." Uh -huh. And yeah, and happened to to work quite good. And then I bought better drones, better camera on the drone, and we got more—I don't want to say professional, but more experienced mm -hmm. somehow. Yeah. So there was never a goal or something we wanted to achieve. It was just. Let's make this. Then we went to the forest, and it was yeah harder to fly in the forest. And then we went faster. It's it's not really it's not as easy as it as it looks. Like if if you're filming someone with with a camera, the 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 rider always has to make it. You know, the rider always has to make the trick. But if you're filming with the drone, it's like the drone pilot can mess up just as well as the as the rider. So. You're you're trying something like ten times before you have a shot that you can actually look at. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, but sometimes it's just like, hey, let's do this and first take. Oh fits. yeah, it's like that first try thing, and everybody's so proud of each other. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and just to like clarify, like the drone shots look insanely difficult yeah. to do. Like I don't, it is. I don't think, Thank and none of us, none of us believe like it's easy or anything. It just they look in, like, incredible, <laughs> and it's it looks impossible yeah. for anyone to do who's not like a Jedi or something. It's but, re actually it's really hard. Like I'm practicing every day, pretty much. Yeah. So if it's raining, which happens here quite often, I have a simulator, <laughs> so I can um, put my radio control on the PC and fly wow. <laughs> on my PC basically. Um, because it's not like the drones that you see everywhere yeah. that just film yeah. from above because they have stabilization, so it's quite easy to fly them. But those FPV drones I use, they are racing drones and they have no stabilization. So if you just don't move anything, they're just going to drop. So you always have to balance them in the air and control the throttle. And yeah, that's really hard in the beginning because you have to be precise. And you don't want to hit the the rider, you know, because it's quite. Yeah, mm -hmm. they can go really fast. The the one thing that I think about with like these drone drone um, videos is that you just like oh you turn left, you turn right, just don't hit the tree. But when you say it like this, there's so many things to think about at the same time and to control, yeah. like, it's the, like hard, the throttle yeah. and the stabilization. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. That's one thing, and usually I'm not just going straight behind him, but try to go onto onto the side. But that means you're not seeing because I only see what the camera sees, mm. you know. So you kind of have to look in advance what's coming, like a tree, ah, and then remember and where it is because you don't see where it is. You have to kind of develop a feeling for your surroundings and the. Damn, that's really a Jedi thing. He has to rely <laughs> on me, like to tell him where branches are that can get dangerous, dangerous, or or pulls, or or signs, or because. What what he sees in through his camera isn't as good as what you see on the on the screen, you know. He, so yeah. I have to I have to kind of when I'm writing down, I kind of think think for for him as well, you know. It's like you, you really have to coordinate and and communicate through the camera, like through hand signs, because he's like 
500 meters away and I can't speak to him. So I, I, I communicate with hand signs through the drone camera and yeah, it's, it's complicated sometimes. <laughs> yeah, communication is really a thing. Because sometimes you're just screaming in the forest. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I'm sitting like 500 meters away. Like people taking a walk through the forest. Like, yeah, it's like this guy with like the goggles over his eyes yelling to himself. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even yeah. think about that when you're like filming on his side. You don't, the, the, the pilots or you, you cannot see what's coming like on the right side of the exactly. screen like I, exactly. that's 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 crazy that's scary because you're going really fast yeah. as well yeah i'm huh. i'm crashing a lot of my like almost every time but now we are a good team so when i crash and i'm far away he just picks up the drone checks if everything's okay and then we start filming or flying again so that's yeah so like the drone Teamwork. doesn't like doesn't just like blow up the second it crashes into a tree you can just keep going <laughs> no trees are usually good just oh, okay. walls <laughs> concrete <laughs> concrete is, is worse definitely oh, okay. But okay. the drones are made for repair so i basically build the drones on my own and you can just exchange every part so like the motors the propellers the frame the camera you can just exchange it it's very easy it's like a lego yeah. it's not it's, <laughs> it's annoying but it's like a bike you know when you when you when you build your own bike you can use this frame, those tires, those pedals, whatever, fuck? and you just put it to- together on your own. And if your pedal breaks, you just replace the pedal. And that's like basically the same with my that drone. It sounds like an expensive hobby. So like, there's, yeah, but also, <laughs> so there are like it markets is. like selling, selling these um, rotors, selling these whatever. Yeah, it's really like, yeah, wow. expensive. Okay, it's that's really the, pr- I, damn, I didn't that's even know that. Problem. I thought, yeah, I thought it's all like, oh, just buy it one thing and then you get like, one manufacturer makes them and you just that's how you just take it out the box but you actually no. like build it yourself no the fpv huh. scene is growing really really fast now because everyone is picking up on it you know we have red bull doing bike videos with drones and um yeah because the the parts are just getting way better and smaller and more reliable and more powerful at the same time yeah yeah and what they're doing now is because the gopro compared to a normal camera makes quite bad videos uh-huh. so they are now the professionals they're building bigger drones more powerful drones and put um like a professional cinematic camera on it so you really can use it for filmmaking and cinema and stuff wow so like what camera do you have on your drone it's just the basic gopro just the basic gopro because okay. Yeah, because it's lightweight. That's yeah. Okay, so if uh, I looked a little bit into FPV drones, and you have like two cameras, one that you see through your goggles, and like yes. the GoPro that is like the glory shot. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So you have one exactly one smaller camera, and this the video signal is um, sent to your goggles, mostly in real time. Um, yeah. mostly <laughs> mostly yeah that's mostly. the yeah because before like last years there was analog system which gives you a real good like almost no um delay but you just uh-huh. see it like on 600 like the video quality is really bad and you can't see little branches and stuff 
and and the the distance you can you can see is really bad so if you have a big tree in between you and the drone you basically have no video signal which makes you blind so now um. people switch to digital which gives you hd quality on your goggles and you have a really a way way better range but if you're far away you get some delay and that's really hard to fly to but it's way better than analog anyway mm. have you used the drone for anything else like for cars or landscapes or is is it mostly just for for cycling right now so um no i, I i'm flying freestyle so there are dis- different disciplines there's like racing that's where it all comes from you have mm. the gates and you try to fly through the gates um in a certain time and ah. then just people started putting GoPros on it and that's where the cinematic stuff is, stuff is coming from <laughs> and there's freestyle it's like freestyle fixie freestyle it's just it's not about going fast or whatever it's about doing tricks so you're playing with perspectives flying flying backwards flying upside down doing fast spins and stuff so that's what i'm doing mainly practicing and then of course the cinematic stuff and and i did some some shots for yeah advertising and stuff I, I saw some some people recording with these also i'm not sure if they were first person view uh, drones or not but like people going to these racetracks with cars drifting and it really looks like need for speed almost mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's like, fpv drones yeah ah yeah because i saw like some of your shots are also like that like mid-skid you go around from the outside of the bike and mm-hmm. it looks really really cool yeah it looks great thank you guys <laughs> <laughs> I've seen also because uh, while doing the the research for the this episode, uh, I've seen like there are some drones that you basically have a watch or you put something in your pocket and it automatically follows you. Um, is it something that you thought about or it's like completely different and out of the question? Yeah, it's it's B. <laughs> no, it's definitely not my thing. <laughs> I don't know even. I, I, I can't imagine, I think if you're riding on like an open field that they can track you, but I I doubt that if you're going in the forest mm. that they can follow you straight behind. Like I saw this, um, so there's this guy, I don't know if you guys know him, DC Rainmaker, he does like these reviews for like Garmin, Wahoo, bike trainers, etc. And he reviewed one of these DJI, um, yeah, the pursuit drones that just follow you automatically. And then he just like okay. was on an open field and there were some trees and he turned left and suddenly the, the drone went against a branch and it detected the, the collision. <laughs> so it was like, collision detected, we'll go okay. down to a safe level. <laughs> and then it was right over water and it went straight into the water and lost forever. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, he, he emailed DJI saying like, what the hell, like not, not what the hell is this, but he was like, is this supposed to happen while going a reasonable speed, etc.? And they came up with some like bullshit reason of why it was basically his fault. <laughs> I mean, of course, he put yeah. that in the, in the review then, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you ever seen this compilation on YouTube of like last second drone saving and people just <laughs> jumping throwing the, the and controller <laughs> and running through the water to to save the drone? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's just all the auto landing, which I don't have. So if my drone just drops, it just drops. Mm. That's just like a like a stone. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most. It's the most 
Most hardcore form of drone, basically. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like fixed game. <laughs> can you? Yeah. Like can you play a speaker yeah. on the drone and like blast music while flying? <laughs> oh man, that's a great idea. Maybe. That's idea. <laughs> it's like if you have like annoying neighbors, you just hover the drone over their house with music. <laughs> Can't catch it. <laughs> <laughs> just turn around. No, yeah. yeah. No, I thought about putting like um, speakers and a microphone on it so I can fly to people and talk to them. To the <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> We've been expecting you. <laughs> you are trespassing in my area. Please turn around. Damn. No, but like, aren't those things like super loud? Like, like a big B, basically? Yes. It's quite annoying. Mm. So, we... Yeah, we usually try to avoid flying in crowded areas. Mm. In general, yeah, it's not really legal what you do. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So that's why if we are filming in the city, we just go to one spot, basically check it out and just try to do one take and then leave. So we're not... Oh, yeah. yeah. Up yeah. to now, up to now, no one really, really complained about it. Because I think the difference is if you're flying with a normal drone, like a DJI drone, it just you're flying just above the city and no one knows what they are filming. But when I'm filming with Kirby or other bikers, I'm just straight behind the biker so everyone sees the drone and the biker mm. and it's clear that I'm just filming the biker, yeah. not just anyone around it. Oh, yeah. So yeah. people but are usually quite... Um, very interested, interested yeah. very very interested yeah i would be too but, yeah. um does anyone record you ever or or is it just you recording and sometimes cycling or <laughs> I, I no i'm just i'm just the man behind the camera oh, okay obviously. he's very shy <laughs> i'm a very shy guy yes <laughs> it's such it's such a humble title <laughs> yeah, i'm a nerd guy as Kirby explained <laughs> see uh yeah but it's still still cool like all the stuff you guys put out on breakless cycling um but so initially for this episode we kind of thought about having like talking about rad race as well but since you all since you do so much with the drone it's also worth noting talking about that um are there any like plans to use drone shots for rad race perhaps um yeah definitely like uh ingo the my boss <laughs> the the Head of Red Race, mm. um, he, he he's he already knows Nia's and uh, we already worked together for for a muck off uh, clip, and um, I think there there's more to come. Damn, Ex especially for like um, for events, you know, if you have a big crowd of people, if you have a a, a race starting like. Damn, but and then if the um, the Red Race in Berlin, there's like the last man woman standing within the. I think it's mm -hmm. a go kart track, car park, go park, go 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 kart track. Yeah. If if there's so many people and spectators and people cycling, isn't that really like difficult to go with a drone then, or is that just practice? And then? I think I think Nils would be able to. He he would, he'd be okay with it. We, we we I wouldn't I wouldn't do like a, a a big clip, just like a couple of corners, a little bit of following. Mm. He, he doesn't have to like follow the whole crew through the whole track. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a little difficult, but we can like s sort some spots out where he can, where he has Maybe room, room to thing. maneuver and, and, and film. Mm. I think you have to, have to ask the, the riders because if you crash, you know, in someone, 
it's like a handicap. Yeah, I think. Then, yeah, either, I think, you, yeah. either I, you get good shots, you know. <laughs> I don't think they have yeah, a problem with it there. I feel like people who who go to that special yeah. race are pretty okay with everything yeah. that is crap. <laughs> I think so too. I don't know if you get a drone from behind on the back. Head on head sprint, get get like tackled by a drone at the end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> new haircut for free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You you're doing it for the shot though. You're doing it for, the, for the gram. Shot. <laughs> yeah. Everything for the gram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so let's talk a little bit about the rad race because so Kirby, you are an official mechanic for the rad race, is that right? Yes. Yes. Uh, you yes, work sir. at the at the rad race shop in Hamburg, right? Yeah, I work at the rad race shop in Hamburg. Um My first experiences with rad race were through racing mm-hmm. and getting to getting to know the team and and yeah just just working on events as a mechanic as well for the uh, tour of the friends it's a um a tour over the alps and um yeah that's how i got got to know rad race and yeah when when ingo opened the went to a plan on opening the the sh- canyon shop here in Hamburg. He called me and asked me if I wanted to do the mechanic and I didn't even have to think about it. <laughs> and then I moved yeah. up here. Yeah. So, yeah, if any one of you is in Hamburg and you guys want to visit the canyon shop, then go for it. You you'll find Kirby there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if if you're really interested in in um experiencing canyon, um looking at the bikes, having them in the, your hand test riding them um it's a perfect place to be and uh we probably have the best coffee around <laughs> so, uh, stop by sure <laughs> that yeah it's it's a relaxed place um so the the rad race is known as lubeck going against the grain when it comes to cycling events like fix your crits are already pretty wild right like no brakes mm. no skid but the mm. rad race like take it to another level yeah rad race is hardcore and that's where it comes from so it's quite <laughs> that that's just how it is and that that's but that's what i love about it as well because it's like um you, you have you have people riding that that are very good riders they don't they don't have to be there they just they're just doing it for fun and you have yeah. people that never rode a race that that just seen videos of of rad race and just wanted to compete and and I think that's a cool mixture of like uh, experienced people and and beginners and yeah it just gives everyone a chance to like compete <laughs> with each other yeah it's cool <laughs> like i on the rad race website for at least the no last man woman standing there's like a tiny section for the rules which is like pretty cool it's like such a small <laughs> part of it and um you just had like some question about like the technicalities because it says for example uh, no tri spokes mm. and 18 spokes minimum like is is, do, is there does that mean like you can have you cannot have like disc wheels no. or four four spoke no. wheels or anything like else well, it has to be normal you, you can get line. ready to, okay. to to fall very often if if you want to compete in the race and if you if you're really trying to to win you know you 
if you don't fall yourself, you're going to fall over someone that's falling in front of you. And, and it's just, it's, it's normal. It's like, uh, so, so not worth it. You don't yeah. have to have the, the lightest material. You don't just have, have to have a bike that, that feels good, that sticks to the ground. And yeah, a lot of clearance for your pedals. <laughs> yeah. That's all you need. Um, how, I also saw that you can you can even be like sixteen years old if you if you have like permission from your yeah. parents if you want to join. Do are there sixteen year old participants? I haven't like seen 17? one on the on the last man standing. I have though on the um battle the rad race battle. It's like a two hundred fifty meter sprint. Um, and it's with it's a KO system. Ah. It's, it's cool too because you have this race on one spot and you can watch the whole race standing on one place you know it's like it's it's cool for for uh for watchers and, and <laughs> audience but that's the only race i've really seen ki uh, children compete in the race but yeah it's possible for 16 year olds <laughs> i mean you are you're a parent and your kid asks you hey dad can i just go crash myself into other people in that really really tight race with a lot of corners and no breaks i mean like yeah sure buddy go on yeah parenting <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah like like the only real rule is that you have to wear a helmet i guess right and it has to be fixed gear But yeah there, there are yeah there are no official rules it's um but it's logic you know you don't yeah. do certain stuff and Yeah, and pe the people are fair. It's like um, if you're if you're a fucking asshole, you're, you're not gonna get far. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I don't know. Since are you you're you're the mechanic at the rad race shop, but have you does rad race itself have like rad race mechanics at the event, or is it um, just like do it yourself everything there? We're gonna have a park tool stand. Uh, it's our sponsor, mm. and we're gonna have tools and last minute mechanic uh, uh tools for for you to to do anything on your bike but um i'm gonna be there and every time i'm there and i and i compete in the race i try to kind of do both like <laughs> i try to scope out who needs help and then help yeah. out as much as i can but um yeah it it works every time and um like having done that have you seen anything like particularly interesting or frightening like mechanical wise that people make with their bikes like mistakes or decisions or whatever or is it mostly just like everyone knows kind of what they're doing yeah on the on the last man standing the riders really know what they're doing they're the people that compete in that race they have a certain level of confidence you know you're mm. not just gonna stand on on that line if if you don't if you're not confident with your skills so you can yeah. really say everyone competing in that race is a good fixed gear rider. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot of a lot of gnarly stuff, but that's typical for the fixed gear scene to have like a zombie <laughs> a zombie bike. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The worst the worst thing I've seen are like uh, total wreck bikes uh, of people that that just paid thousands of euro for a, for. A, uh alp uh tour you know they they come they come come here with the plane and and don't they, the bikes are totally broken when they come here and i have to fix them like the last minute try to get parts uh, <laughs> and it's a bunch of stress i guess right 
Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> At the very beginning, the rat race was like organized. Uh, was there like proper license? And now it's like something that is professionally organized. And like there's like big sponsors. And yeah, it's like the rat race now. Everybody knows the rat race. Like has uh, shifting to this like widely supported and professional format how did it affect you guys? Um, I've been in the Red Race crew for the last four years, uh, working on the events. So um, I I know that you, you you have to 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 do all of this. You need you need to to to, to make money. You know you need to pay your team. It's not it's all fun, but um, yeah, you have to. Make make profit somewhere, and um, I think um, the sponsors that we have, those are um, companies that we all trust. We all ride ourselves. It's like um, stuff we stand really stand behind. It's not just any company, you know. It's Canyon, you know, <laughs> and and then yeah. different yeah. companies that we really picked out and choose choose to work with. And I think. Um, as long as you as you really stand behind the the company, it's all, it's all good. Yeah, because like initially the the purpose of Red Race was kind of like to be like a bit of a fuck you to these other events with like UCI licenses and regulations and all of that, right? Like anyone yeah, can yeah. join Red Race. It's just like come here, and now with like being sponsored by Canyon, Oakley, um, etc., and having all these other events and having a shop and and job positions. It is is like Red Race still kind of like really part of the community, or is it kind of to become what it didn't want to become? That's not fair to say, but yeah, I don't know how to yeah. say it. Uh, I, I I see I see what you're what you're what you're trying to say. Um, and it's it's uh it's it's like a thing. You if you have 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 a company, you have to have to make money at a, at a certain point, you know. And yeah, uh, I think we're we're doing a good job to to stay true to the scene. And um, mm. we're yeah we're not arrogant. You can you can come to our shop. You can get to get to know our team riders. They're all very um, very humble and cool cool guys, you know. And they're all from the scene as well. They, you know, they're all they they ride fixed gear in their in their free time. And it, it's it's mm. yeah for for me there's it, it's this yeah it's Brad race is like one of the biggest points of still one of the biggest points of german fixed gear scene yeah that's good then that's not like somehow becoming like no we're suddenly too good for fixed gear street culture no, shit. i, I okay. don't think it's, i don't it's think good to hear. that can happen but um yeah yeah and like you said now a company has to make money etc but and now with all of these sponsors and paid job positions and partners and stuff is it is it much easier to set up these events compared to Four yeah, years ago? Yeah, um I I think um Ringo did a very good job on, on picking these sponsors because they're very interested on in the events and um they they know how 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 fun how fun it is and how important it is to to to, to be close to the to your um to to the riders on, on the events and not yeah, like if, even if it's like Celis on Marco and they have a stand on the event and people can go there and talk to the workers and and you know you know what I mean it's like 
yeah of course it's, like, it's, it's, it's marketing still... but um you know it's the best best way uh to, to to do it in my eyes like, yeah it's not like a faceless it's not like a faceless company like a soulless company just just getting yeah. trying to make money it's like in the end it's people who are who like cycling right we we have a guy from dt swiss there on every um event and 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 from from canyon you, you can go even even if you're pissed off at something you can go there and um <laughs> get it off your plate you know it's, it's that, that's what i think is very cool about it it's um yeah. that's cool um so we we learn and it was sad to learn that rad race this year is well canceled because of everything that's going around lately with covid and everything but you guys uh will be back in 2022 how do you guys keep yourself busy and how like the entire covid and worldwide pandemic affected the the rad race thing um we're we're keeping the uh spirit up in in our shop and every time people come and ask us when is the next race we we just try to try to uh, <laughs> keep them positive and and um tell them they they just have to wait we're getting ready <laughs> But but you we can really feel it like a lot of people that work in our shop um they they're new you know they they know the rad race shop but they don't really know the events and the people that that come from the events or know the events um they're getting uh yeah they're they're getting quite um unruhig <laughs> like that yeah like a... it's it's time for for us to to get back on the road again yeah and because normally we have we have five six events in the year you know there's always something going on we have the cyc classics here in hamburg where the whole cycling german cycling scene is here and and not having that it's uh it's um unusual <laughs> yeah but but yeah, we're getting through for it. the next events yeah we are very bad yeah the, and the pressure is getting it gets gets bigger and bigger you know the people they they want to ride rad race events they and then we have to cancel them again and yeah it hurts us i think even more <laughs> than than the uh, others yeah i was so down to do the like the last man standing this year and and when i heard it was canceled i was like oh man but mm -hmm. i guess i guess it'll be next year yeah, we'll get the chance as long as it's there <laughs> it's fine <laughs> <laughs> it's it's gonna happen believe me it's not gonna go nowhere yeah yeah i'll come watch <laughs> <laughs> why do you want to compete nah i'll just i'll just chill on the sidelines have a beer and a sausage <laughs> 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 yeah i want to compete though i am i am super down to like wreck myself into some kind of wall at some point okay yeah yeah you have you have to you have to commit to it you have to be ready to uh to really smash smash into something but i don't i don't want to i don't want to scare you guys off of of competing in the last man standing it's just um something that can happen yeah if, if you ride carefully like if it's your first last man standing you're not I don't know if you're gonna gonna win because there's there's a couple of riders there that um that have a lot of experience. So if it's your first time I would I would say just just try to get get to know the whole thing, you know. Ride carefully. 
Try to survive. Yeah. yeah. Try try to survive. Uh, try to try to go. Uh, don't don't go too fast. <laughs> <laughs> I think also like when it comes back, rat race. I think it will also be like. Uh, like a thing in the cycling community and then like ex-pros or, or current pros they want to go there just to like oh this pro is at the rad race a fixed gear breakers event and then mm. try to flex on people or something or gain publicity <laughs> so I, I think like gcn did like an episode on that on yeah. rad race i think once we, and then we had cantilada yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah cantilada that too yeah yeah uh so some strong computer yeah. uh, competitors there yeah we have we have strong competitors um, I, my my favorite rider is uh from the from the Rad Pack, uh Yo Yo Fisa Fisa, and he he's like a very very calm but still aggressive and and fast rider. He's a very smart rider, and the the way he moves on on that track is um very nice to watch. Very safe rider. That's cool. Uh, so the Rad Race shop is also a Canyon shop, right? Um, yeah, the the Rad Race shop is a Canyon Experience Center. So we have like di- different Canyon bikes in uh, different sizes for you to to r- test ride or look at because uh, Canyon is usually just an online um, shop you know so we just um, built the experience center for people to just get to know the bike before they um, order in the internet okay and so what's the relationship between like rad race and canyon because i've uh, i believe that canyon was like an early sponsor of the rad race um yeah canyon is um the biggest sponsor and uh, like a great partner of, of of Rad Race, we've worked together with them um, for different stuff for for shootings with our with our team, for instance, or for the events, the the, the um, Canyon workers ride our events and and are friends with us. Um, it's it's a like a. Yeah, it's it's a friend friendship almost like a friend, <laughs> friend friendly sponsor. <laughs> because um, I think Ca- Canyon they used to they used to produce the Vidrome the track bike, mm. um, but that was also like I think five or six years ago now or maybe two thousand eleven Vidrome two thousand eleven oh shit okay I thought it was like twenty fifteen or something, but um, yeah I'm, I'm a bit like it's a bit surprising that they wouldn't bring that back since they sponsored like like this massive event in, in Germany. It's, it seems really difficult to get nowadays on the, even on the secondhand market, the, the V-Drome. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's hard to get. I, I've seen one on eBay here in Germany, but it didn't have a seat post. And, um, I don't, if, if you don't have no a connection to, to Canyon, you're, you're not, I don't think you're going to get a seat post for that. Frame, but. <laughs> no, but, so like you guys are riding the the new V-Drum, the the red one, the V-Rad. Sorry, the V-Rad, right? Yeah. And so like, is it something that you guys can only have, or like how how do I get one? You know, because it's a pretty cool bike. It looks pretty sick. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, and the fact that it's red, it's even more attractive. So Faster, how man. does one get a, a V-Rad? It's it's quite easy. All you have to do is um 
somehow get into the Canyon Rad Pack, <laughs> and you'll get one. Um, yeah, the 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 V drum. I think the V drum is the 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 V drum is the V Rad, just uh, with a different color. I don't know if the geometry geometry is different. Um, but it was designed for the Rad Pack, the Rad Race team. And um, mm. yeah, the only people that have this uh, red fixed gear canyon frame are um, riders of the of the Red Race Canyon Red Pack and the uh, Girl Pack. There's a women's team. Sorry for not mentioning. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's it's very exclusive then still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One day, like, one day. Um, no, because I'm surprised that Canyon, it's like, it's one of the most popular brands right now for like mm. uh, road cycling and you're doing like road cycling, mountain biking, uh, time trial. Like they're doing every kind of possible yeah. bikes for usually a reasonable price. Um, mm. And they're, they're, they're doing good stuff. And I mean, they produced and small batch the the v-rad and the v-drum before and i'm just surprised that they would not sell it to the public um mm. people would buy this you know yeah they would but the exclusivity are, um made made the the frame so um wanted you know i think it's kind of the supreme effect oh yeah they yeah. had a lot of them and um so it makes them i don't like it's it's not up to date anymore this frame you know yeah mm. you, you can you can probably compare it from the weight you can compare it with a with a venton you know <laughs> so they would they would really have to change up the game with, with that frame if, yeah. they, if they wanted to make a make it for the market um do you want to talk a bit about what you ride in your videos perhaps like your build and everything um y yeah why not um, I ride a Dos Noventa LA frame, and um, I used to have one, and, and it was stolen, so uh, I just had to get the get the same one again. Oh shit! But I I, re I really enjoy riding my uh, squid bike, the um, Zoe's, um, and that, that's that's a bike we we started filming with because our first clips were were trek lacoste trek lacrosse clips in the in the forest and um yeah I, i'm not riding it right now though because um i have to get my wheel set together didn't have time to to build it up yet um but um in the beginning of next week i'm going to build it and um there will be new new trek lacrosse footage coming <laughs> <laughs> so um, I miss I miss riding riding that track across bike because it because fixing your bike is so so, um, so fragile you know you, doing the bunny hop jumping down somewhere you do it very carefully and riding the track across bike with the thicker tires you can just uh, like, ride it more heartless <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolute tank in the end <laughs> okay not another important question how wide are your t are, are your handlebars oh on my uh, <laughs> maximum. <laughs> give me all the wideness <laughs> i i don't i don't even really know <laughs> no i think oh, like no. <laughs> about 
73 centimeters, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty I'm wide sure. already. That's, that's pretty wide, okay. 72, 72. Okay, that's pretty wide. Cannot cannot make jokes about that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have a question for for Niels. Um, yeah. How much? So putting it all together, just a, just an estimate of if tomorrow I want to, uh, if someone want to buy a drone and start to doing some shots. Yeah. Um, how much is like the initial investment for like the goggles, the drone, and the GoPro? Mm, I think it's not about money, it's more about time and education, to be honest. I definitely need a lot of money because you keep breaking stuff. Uh -huh. So maybe you need ready control, 200 euros, you need to build your drone, maybe 300 euros, and uh, lipos, lipo batteries, and GoPro, let's say 800, maybe, just roughly. Okay. But the bigger thing is just you need to learn how to fly and that's just mm. time you just need stick time yeah so, so yeah if someone wants to start i just recommend getting a good radio controller and getting a simulator which is maybe costs you 200 euros and then you just can practice on the simulator okay. and yeah get a feeling for it and then buy your first drone which saves you a lot of crashings and money yeah. yeah, when we met here, that so it was like a running gag to just put on the simulator and Kirby tried to fly and he was like, "I can fly." <laughs> I wasn't too bad. I Come can on. fly the helicopter and some eagle shooters. <laughs> Yo, like, guys, <laughs> for someone who who doesn't who doesn't know how this how it works, it, it I'm telling you, it's not like Grand Theft Auto flying a helicopter. This is this is something else. It it you you cannot figure out. What is happening in your head until you really do this for for a certain time? You know, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's it's not you... like a computer. It's not like a video game. It's more <laughs> like doing math homework almost. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you the first time you wear the goggles and like use the um, the drone, you become like sick a bit, like you lose your balance and everything, or how how is it? You definitely need to get used to it, and I prefer sitting. Mm. Yeah, because I know sometimes when I stand, standing is better because you have better reception because you're, yeah, further away from the ground. But I usually sit because if you're doing unexpected turns or flying upside down, it's sometimes yeah, oh, lose wow. orientation. Because the thing is, when you fly, you you basically well. I basically become the drone. So it happens that when I'm flying behind Kirby, like 500 meters away, I start talking to him, like, go left or go right. And then I, <laughs> and then I notice I'm sitting 500 meters away. But because you, I'm so much into flying that I basically think I am as my person just behind Kirby, which is really yeah. crazy because it's so intense, basically. It, it's, it's the weirdest thing watching, watching him fly because because he he's he's not in his body it's like he, sometimes he's turned to the wall like if you would see him standing there you'd be like what's wrong with him <laughs> sometimes he's like lean lean to the side and, and his face expression is weird <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 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 really really funny 
watching him. Like when you're using the drone and you suddenly crash against a tree you didn't expect, are you like shocked in real life and you like drop the controller or like something no, like I'm, that? Or? Yeah, I'm ducking, like I'm ducking down. You're like putting oh, yourself man. into the egg position and like, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> So like yeah. drone oh, racers man. are like are like uh, fixed gear riders. They're like, bro, I am the drone. Bro, I am one with the bike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I am speed. I am speed. <laughs> I am the wind. Yeah. The good thing is I'm not breaking oh, no. bones, just drones. Just <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's pretty funny. I have to say the the most spookiest thing I can imagine is one time um, we were flying uh, around the Elbphilharmonie, the uh, orchestra uh, house. Yeah, the orchestra house in Hamburg, and it's there's water all around, so um, it's very important not to lose connection with the drone. But <laughs> at one point, he, he just says he doesn't see anything anymore, and his drone is somewhere hundreds of meters in the uh, uh, meters in the air, and uh, he doesn't see anything, and he doesn't know where to fly, and it's like uh, he has to fly up and up and up and hope and hope that he's flying up because he doesn't know doesn't maybe know. he's oh, flying wow. sideways, you know, till <laughs> the signal comes back, and and that for me that was like a very spooky experience to be in those goggles, like uh, <laughs> oh my god lost in space yeah yeah almost yeah it's wow. like when you go with your with, with your bike and just close your eyes you know like, yeah, ride your you bike <laughs> please don't try this at home thank you <laughs> that would be cool i don't know i didn't like look through all the posts on breakless cycling but it would be cool if you had like night shots and you attached like a big i mean i don't know how big you can do it but like a spotlight on the drone and you follow the cyclist or something mm. but I mean, I don't yeah. know how feasible these things are, like how realistic they are to, to do. I'm just like thinking, oh, that'd be cool if you had like a helicopter spotlight tracking, tracking yeah, the cyclist. We thought about it, but then you have to attach um, quite heavy um, flashlight to the drone. Yeah, we tried to Im um, imitate it by, well, I just put, um, we're not filming all the clips by drone, but sometimes I'm just riding behind Kirby on my bike mm. with a GoPro in my hand. So once we just put a really strong headlight on my head and a camera on my head, and then we tried I see, to yeah, yeah, we tried to <laughs> film at night. But I looked really yeah, it's pretty cool as well. I looked really crazy, crazy like <laughs> I had so much stuff on my head. <laughs> yeah. like coming from I don't know brain surgery or something. <laughs> like the breaks the <laughs> like light, the GoPro, everything at the same time on his head. <laughs> Do you guys have any experience of uh, shooting days that went terribly wrong, but it was kind of funny in the end? Um, yeah, we had we had a day not too long ago. Um, we went to this container park and we went wanted to. We already planned this. Already talked about it days before and wanted to shoot a drone clip there, but it it wouldn't stop raining. So. Um, Luckily, there was an open container, and we were sitting there waiting for the rain to stop. And um, after a while, we just thought, okay, F it. We'll take the GoPro and do something else. And we still made still made a, a neat little clip um, and, and made the best out of the weather and kind of wheelie through the through the puddles and, and, and enjoyed the, the weather instead of just like... Um, riding home and giving up <laughs> that was yeah. that was a cool experience in a, in a way oh you remember the um track the cross session with the downhill part 
so we, we tried to push Dracula further and further and then we went to those dirt parks where Kirby did a lot of jumps and stuff and then we went to this really steep um, downhill section and I think that was the oh. only one where it took like three times, went Ooh, three times yeah. there and never really made it, made a clip because it was just too steep. so hard to fly for me, so it, steep for Kirby mm. and it was just, that was it like... Was nuts. Yeah. It, it was cool because the, the track was nice and it was wavy and, 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 and nice nice to, to skid, but it, it was hella dangerous because there, there was a lot of full-face downhill riders that were getting off their bikes, pushing down that section, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and, I was, and I was riding down, I rode down about 20 times <laughs> trying, to, trying to somehow film it. No brakes, no helmet. <laughs> That was very professional. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a hard day. That was a very hard day. And yeah, you also have a YouTube channel, right? Where you release uh, videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So the idea is I'm doing the YouTube channel. The idea is because the, the sad thing about Instagram is where we publish all of our material is like quality is not really important. I don't know important <laughs> important like i put a lot of effort in editing I, I had to learn all the editing because like one year ago i didn't know anything about it and color grading i'm still not very good but yeah it's okay so i put a lot of time into editing those clips and then you put it on instagram and it's like hmm. and sometimes you just film with your mobile phone <laughs> and put it on instagram and just get way more views and yeah, so we decided to make um, a YouTube channel because the thing is on YouTube, you make a good edit and it just stays for stays there for years. So it just you can mm. watch it again and again, and the quality is appreciated way more. So yeah, the idea is now to make higher quality edits, longer edits on YouTube, and just take parts from those, put it on our breakfast Insta page, and add a lot of other media like photos mobile phone shots yeah yeah it's more casual stuff yeah, right yeah yeah on the youtube channel there's one clip that's my favorite i've, I've watched like i think two videos or three mm -hmm. videos but there's the 12 second clip you won't believe how close my drone got to his face <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was, yeah that was uh, bennett from suicide Club. Yeah, so for the people listening, this is uh, like a 12-second clip of a track lacrosse rider, Bennett, cycling, and the drone like goes right around his face and goes, <laughs> it captures the, the funniest expression of someone yeah, who thinks he's about to get hit in the face with a drone. <laughs> yeah, super slow motion. Because in real time, it's just like, in real time, it's like, like this. I didn't even notice. And then I went home like, back <laughs> and watched the videos. And then I saw his expression and I super slow motion on it. And it was so funny. Everyone was like, yeah, cracking up. <laughs> well yeah definitely check out the youtube channel there's some yeah like I, there's good stuff there and like like you said instagram really reduces like the the quality of, of images and videos so it's, it's it's good to have it on a separate platform yeah and it's usually just two days you know you put it edit and then people have a look on it and two days later no one sees the video anymore yeah, yeah. it's kind of sad so on youtube you just you know it it takes a long time for people to watch on youtube but after some month or so, yeah, you just said better. Mm. Yeah, more people watching. I think my my favorite clip is when 
someone you're filming is going like downhill and he just like crash into a bunch of trees and bend his fork. <laughs> but oh, it's that like, was... it's like, I'm really trying to stop. I'm really trying to stop. I am not <laughs> stopping and then trees. Oh man. Oh man. He yeah. was really lucky actually. He, that, that was, that was Henrik, um, Stenger on, on Instagram and, and he, he's in, in our team for, for a while now. He start, he rides dirt bike and I, I got to know him riding dirt bike and he, he got on a fixed gear bike and, kind of did a endless fish and chips and i was like yo you have to ride with us <laughs> and th this guy is gnarly because with his dirt bike and enduro uh background he he has no nerves man he just he just does it and on that day he was he was lucky he, he almost uh he could have hit his head in that tree but um but he only he only broke his uh, whole frame not only his fork was bent his whole frame was bent. oh shit and, oh um, but but squid bikes and brick lane bikes hooked us up and sent him a frame. Um, uh, now he, now he has a a Zoe's bike built, but he broke his shoulder. So oh, if oh, brick lane no. bikes if, if if brick lane bikes if you got a shoulder on on stock, yeah. But uh, yeah, as soon as he gets fit, you're gonna see see more of him too. But this guy is crazy. <laughs> Gotta gotta have those sponsors. Yeah, good. Yeah, it is, <laughs> it is very good. Talking about sponsors, yo, Canyon, like I don't even want a bike. I just want you guys to make like a track bike available for the public. <laughs> do it. Please do it. You'll make money. <laughs> yo, what me. do you trust me? <laughs> I, I've been in the Canyon factory. Yeah. And I've met a, a lot of Canyon workers and of course I've had the same um point and um but they never even gave me a little bit of hope they they just <laughs> kind of said no there there won't be none <laughs> um, i think it would make yeah. sense but um i think what what canyon is going to want they're going to want to have that thing on the track it's going to have to be a uci uh frame set mm. it's not going to be a 400 euro 500 euro uh, frame set you know it's it's going to be the real deal or nothing yeah. huh? carbon only and yeah. something probably yeah i mean i'd damn you canyon yeah damn you but i'd be fine oh, with like oh man come on a, a, a 800 euro frame or whatever but i feel that as a sponsor of like one of the biggest fixed gear events and you don't produce fixed gear anymore it's like man please do something <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but I guess like it's like like all things you mentioned, like a business makes money, right? And there's way more money in, in mm -hmm. geared bikes, I suppose. True. Yeah. Gravel bikes now. Yeah, gravel bikes now. But now Canyon also makes e-bikes, right? Or like for a while now, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, they're they're making e-bikes. Um, mm. They make e-bikes uh, e that have a little weaker motor that that's lighter for for more. Um, more activity, more sport for the activity. You know, you don't have this motorcycle. You have you have a bike that you have to still have to push, but but helps you. I I think that's a, yeah. that's a cool thing. They're going more into electronic uh electronic vehicles, um, which is which is good. 
But yeah, yeah that, that track bike uh, point is, is something that bugs me out as well. Um, I'm not going to give up, though. I'm, I'm going to try to stay on there. Let's just, let's just push them. You know what? I will tag yeah, them into yeah. the podcast and they will have to listen <laughs> to it. <laughs> I, I've tagged them into every post I had with the, with the V-Rad to, to, to like kind of give them a hint in, in what this frame would be capable of, you know? But, yeah. Let's just create an hashtag on Instagram and every fixed gear post you do, you put like not a ca- hashtag not a Kenyan. <laughs> oh, our, our hashtag Kenya needs a track bike. Yeah, <laughs> like we have like this. I mean, it's not like a, like official segment of the podcast or anything, but it's kind of a trend now that in every episode we kind of talk a bit of shit about every company, and then we say <laughs> that that's a company that's not going to sponsor us. And so far, what the have we done? We've done Chinelli, Chinelli, Colmago, Canyon, uh... and like a few. <laughs> Oh, man. and a few others that we say say some some negative things about like half jokingly and yeah <laughs> well i guess canyon this time <laughs> if, if someone sent us something for a review at least they will be sure that we can't be biased because mm-hmm. we we like pretty honest with every bike brand we, we talked about yeah but yeah it would be cool if if canyon makes a track bike again I'll definitely, definitely look into that. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, little hope. So let's see. Yeah. And the fact that it would be a European track bike would make a difference because it's not like we have hundred of those. Yeah. But I think it comes together with, with the scene not being as big here in, in Germany. I don't think yeah. you can compare it to Great Britain or or to maybe even to France. I don't know. I think I think like um like there's more and more bike collector people, like people that just want to build a cool fixed gear bike and 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 make pictures of it and um th- there there's not really a lot of people that just that just want to go out and freestyle fix or learn tricks or, or chill at the skate park and, 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 and shred, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, if even in the fix your community, we all know one person who, who is like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not, gonna, not naming names. We're not going to point a finger. <laughs> this is not the goal of this podcast. No. <laughs> there has to be collectors but, for for the companies to make money. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't I don't ride Thompson, but I don't I want them to to keep existing so someone has to buy it. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh I guess uh this is pretty much all we have time for today. Um <laughs> thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you guys for thinking of us. It's an honor. Thanks for having really. us guys. <laughs> yeah. Of course. So, if you're Ever in Hamburg, make sure to check out these guys yeah, at Breakless underscore cycling. They need people there. The scene is could be much bigger. Hamburg is pretty cool. Everything yeah, positive, right? Yeah. Come by, push the scene, check out our uh, our internet site. We have t-shirts out now too. Stickers too. If you wanna <laughs> if you wanna push 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 us, uh, you can come by. We 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 we're cool with anybody. You know, it doesn't matter if you're tall, big. <laughs> like okay just if you want to cycle we're down with you man yeah but maybe bring a raincoat 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just bring a raincoat and uh, yeah, and then <laughs> probably um, you're gonna need more than a raincoat. <laughs> spare, spare, spare clothes. <laughs> bring your raincoat, spare clothes, and your bike, and you'll pretty much you're pretty much good to go. <laughs> you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, everything we discussed today will be in the show notes or on the blog slowspinsociety.com. You'll also find the suggestion box where you can tell us what we should talk about in the podcast. You can find us on our Discord server. The invite link is also in the show notes or on our Instagram at slowspinsociety. You can find Kirby Instagram fix Kirby. You can also find Neil's Instagram. It's fpvgonzi and of course the at brickless cycling Instagram. Sharing the podcast with your friend is the easiest way to support the show or by giving us a good review on the platform of your choice. If you get value out of the show, why not consider putting value back in by visiting our Patreon page, patreon.com slash podcast to join the community. We're pledging at any level we grant you access to the pre and after show, which is around 40-50 minutes of extra content per week. We are now at 17 Patreon, bringing us closer to our monthly goal and more privileges for every tier. Thank you so much for your support. The music for the show is Loveless Windler by Amaria, and the illustration is by at Julia Joe on Instagram. Woo! Good outro. <laughs> okay. Uh, Thanks. Well Thanks. <laughs> All right. For our Patreon listeners, we're going to go on to the after show. And for everybody else, well, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next Monday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.